Jesus sang. Yeah, that's right. It is biblically recorded that Jesus sang. So stick with me because I also have to admit that while it is noted that Jesus Christ actually sang, it was in fact a hymn. So to say that Jesus sang other tunes is questionable. However, the Bible is full of how to take music and give praise and worship to God. And it actually highlights musicians and musical instruments. And I think because of that, the world is full of secular music. And is it okay to listen to it? Well, certainly legalistic Christians would disagree with me, but I say let's talk it out. I think it would be fun to really dig deep and study all of the ways that the Bible talks about music because there is a lot of talk about it. God specifically shouts out musicians and singers, and probably one of the most famous is King David himself. So David was a shepherd boy who um, played and sang, and I think it's called the lyre, um, kind of like a little handheld harp thing, and he would play that for King Saul to calm his nerves and ease his headaches. And when he was made king, when David was made king, he made sure music was a part of celebrating. When they brought back the um, Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem, David had a giant parade with music and singing. In fact, you probably remember in the movie Footloose when Kevin Bacon's character points out that David danced um, and he tells that to the city council. Yeah, he wasn't just dancing to nothing. He was dancing to the music that accompanied um, the parade that was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. And so clearly music moved him. And I just was going through and doing a little bit of research, and there were an enormous amount of scripture that pointed to singing and music making. Most of it is absolutely praise and worship kind of music that relates to pointing to God. Some of it has to do with music made to sound for battles and things like that, which, you know, is always interesting if you're in a war and you're the guy who gets handed the trumpet. (laughs) I'd rather have the gun. Um, Actually, that's not true. I'd rather have the trumpet. But um, anyways, so the Psalms are just full of verses like, Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Psalm 105, 2. 
Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing my praise to I will sing praise to my God while I have being. Those were Psalms 95 and 104. James is the epistle. James, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Sing when you're happy, right? My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you. My soul also, which you have redeemed. In Acts, at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Philippians 4.8. I'm going to skip that one because that one doesn't specifically say singing. It says worthy of praise. Praise him with the tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. I love that though, because when I was young, my mom had like the coolest tambourine, which kind of makes me wonder, mom, why did you have a tambourine? Like She wasn't super musical or anything, but somehow my mom had a ukulele and a tambourine and the tambourine was so cool because it had one of those giant 1970s stickers of like a daisy, <clears throat> you know, with the round, like yellow circle in the middle and just beautiful, perfect white petals around it. Yeah. It made that tambourine so flipping cool. And so whenever I see tambourine, not just biblically anywhere, I think of um, that tambourine and how cool my mom was. And yet I don't ever recall her playing the tambourine. I know. How weird is that? Now I just wish I would have asked her about the tambourine and where it came from and why she had it. Who knows? Maybe it was like Bob Dylan's tambourine. Let's just go with that. Anyways, all kinds of scriptures. And just for the record, I believe I've highlighted it here. Mark fourteen twenty six. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. That was after the Lord's Supper. They, they eat. Jesus washes their feet. He serves them. He talks about his um, body and blood being shed for them. And then they sing. Pretty cool, right? I wonder if Jesus had a good voice. You would almost think so because he's God, but, you know, maybe that would give it all away. At that point, though, everything was about to be given away, if you know what I mean. Jesus dying on the cross for us, I think you get it. As for me, I don't sing well at all, but I love music, and I do like to sing. I'm kind of that person that if I'm next to somebody who sings good, I think I can follow along, but if I happen to be next to somebody who doesn't sing good, I sing equally as bad as them, or if not worse. I just know I like just about every genre of music out there. Although I'm not really crazy about opera, although there are certain times I truly have been amazed at it, 
it's just not really my first choice. But I do love pop, rock, classic, easy listening, country, R&B. My sister loves a good run-on list, jazz, rockabilly, and I even like rap. Although, oh my gosh, if you think I sing bad, yeah, try to get me to rap. Brutal. Never, ever. It's so bad. Although I think it'd be funny. I just don't know how people keep rhythm. Like that's the part that I struggle. And just on another note, just going back to sort of that last little conversation about all kinds of mention of musicians and musical instruments in the Bible, you'll not find the little drummer boy didn't happen, um, just for the record, because let's be honest, who plays drums for a newborn? That's ridiculous. Anywho, um, I do have to say that I also love contemporary Christian, and I even like a bunch of the traditional hymns, Be Thou My Vision, oh my goodness, how great thou art, and amazing grace, and just, you know, the old rugged cross, like, oh my gosh, thank you, Dad, for pretty much ruining that song for life. And they tried to put it in the Vacation Bible School playlist. These kids are singing the old rugged cross, and every single time it came up this year, I had to walk out of the sanctuary because I didn't want to be like sobbing in front of children. But come on, where you turn your crown in or your cross in for a crown. Oh, that's so amazing. Anyways, but yeah, Christian music is good and I do love it. But to me, music that moves me has to be a gift from God, whether it is specifically designed for a worship service or praise and worship or if it's secular music. We talked about athletes last week and how their athletic ability is a gift from God. I think the same for musicians and singers. I mean, come on, Mozart, Bach, Beethoven, guitarists like Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, Prince, Prince, come on, are you kidding? And John Mayer, like goodness sakes, musicians like that are multi-talented, like Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, Loretta Lynn. I I was struggling on the country music side of things because I don't follow it that well. Um, but Loretta Lynn, for whatever reason, came to my mind. So I threw her in there because, come on, she's just good. And Whitney Houston, we get starstruck by their gifts. And we forget to remember that they came from a God who created them. We also get caught up in the lifestyles, in their lifestyles, as they get caught up in their own. Many of them do, and not all of them. Um, and life is full of temptations, but it doesn't. Then I'm just all of a sudden busting a gut because the temptations. Also, a really good music group that had some serious issues within their own group. Because did you know that the temptations didn't remain? the same people the whole time, and then they would bring some back. And so if you really like count up all the temptations, it's not just four or five. Good story, though. There's a movie about it. It's actually really good. But at the end of the day, whatever any of those musicians' um, issues 
are or were, it doesn't take away from their talent and ability. And it doesn't take away from the fact that it is given by God. If we are created in his image, then our talents need to be, need to point to Jesus Christ. Content though can be a little bit tricky. I can't tell you how many times my mom would point out questionable lyrics and I would just always defend with, mom, I just love this song. It's so good, but she's not wrong. There's a lot of songs where lyrics are just not appropriate. I'd be a liar if I said I didn't listen. I now though, as an adult can discern what is right and what is wrong versus when I was like 10 singing skyrockets in flight afternoon delight and not fully understanding what that meant till I was way too old and embarrassed that like oh my goodness that's a dirty song depending on if you're married or not and all that kind of good interesting conversation that we should have another time but anywho I'm just saying, I feel like my justifying junior high self would say, it's not really about the words because it is. And it's just a good idea to make sure that you don't put too much trash in your brain. I have actually vowed not to listen to some songs because they're just too inappropriate. Um, so for the most part, I try to stick to feel good songs and, um, unlike when you're young and they swear in a song and you kind of feel like it's okay because it's part of the song and that's how you justify it. Although at my house that didn't fly, you, you just skipped that part. And so I think, like I said, I try to stick to the feel good songs and the songs that do have a decent meaning. Um, quick listen to how I'm able to do this podcast. And then we will talk about the feel good songs. I think it's important to share how I'm able to make this work. But I want to keep talking about the music that moves us too. So hang on with me. What's your feel good song? You know, that song that you hear and you just get excited or happy or feel like dancing or get really motivated or you want to work out too. And sometimes there's different songs for different stuff. Like I have workout songs, but then I have other songs that I just want to play when I'm making food in the kitchen or when I'm playing with my grandchildren. Um, we have dance parties to secular music nonetheless. And so yeah, we have to be careful though. I do watch the content, but come on, like nearly every Bee Gees tune does that for me. Like and happy by Pharrell. Come on. I don't even know how people can't be happy listening to that, but a super funny story. I actually got in a fight with a pastor, not my current pastor. So if you know, pastor Brad, don't rip on him cause it wasn't him, but we, my niece, Emma, used to do a recap, a visual, like photo slideshow. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even think it's a slideshow. Are you kidding? It's like 
digital photography, right, of um, the previous day at Vacation Bible School. And it was so fun because little kids get to, got to see themselves making the crafts and dancing and singing. Um, there's music for you, right? And playing the games and out for recess and all the fun stuff. And, you know, they'd come on screen and they would know it was them and they'd get excited. And often she would put some secular music to it. And one of the songs was Happy. And afterwards, the pastor was like, well, I didn't appreciate the secular music. I was like, really? Happy by Pharrell? I'm like, what? I said, name a lyric in the song that isn't appropriate. In fact, if you spin it, you can even say it's biblical. You know, clap along if you feel that happiness is the truth. Hello, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Clap along. We all know you can't be happy unless you have Jesus in your heart. So I was just saying, yeah, he wasn't buying it. So um, I might have did the, did the like drop mic hand gesture and got kicked out of church. Um, no, I didn't. But seriously, I don't think that he agreed with me. But I do believe it's all how you take a song sometimes. And granted, many of the songs, like you can't change, you know, the words to Afternoon Delight and try to make that into a Christian hymn. You just can't. But the world was absolutely fooled by Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life. You Light Up My Life sounded like it was the best love song ever in the whole wide world. And it was literally all about Jesus for reals. And that's okay. I mean, you know what? That's the beauty of God. He crosses over into the secular world just as much as he does in the spiritual world. For God, it is his kingdom come. He is here. He is now. And so that's how we could so easily resonate with that song and think about the love of our life. But our true love, love of our life should be Jesus. So why not connect our love of God to popular music? I do it all the time. Take me to the pilot, Elton John. That song is so awesome. Bernie Taupin gets the credit for the lyrics, and I don't think he has ever once said it is spiritual, but I don't know. Take me to the pilot of your soul? Like, hello, that sounds like Jesus to me. He's the pilot of my soul. So I constantly do that. It's like the soundtrack of our life. And I think there's no doubt in my mind that God uses music to bless us and music that reminds us of stuff. I put an entire playlist together when I first started to try to learn how to be a runner because I hated running. But I was in this um, Biggest Loser weight loss challenge at work and I needed to keep up with my friend Trudy and Leslie, who were not only younger than I was, but also skinnier. And I was like, I am not going to be the oldest, fattest girl on this team. And when I rewind, welcome to body shame, shouldn't have done that. However, I was motivated to um, 
exercise more and not be the weakest link. And so I knew the only way I could do it is with the help of God. And so I decided to create a playlist that would remind me to pray for things. So interestingly enough, when the song Help by the Beatles came on, it would remind me to pray for things that people asked for help with, like, hey, pray for my mother-in-law. She's sick. Pray for, you know, somebody who needs a kidney transplant or somebody who is going up for a job. I'm sure I'm listing these things as like, you need to know why I was praying, but they needed help. And um, help me if you can. I'm feeling down, right? Good stuff. And so I just made a whole playlist of secular music to remind me to pray for stuff. I'm guessing there's probably a contemporary Christian song in there as well. But for me, it's not just about Christian music. And then you add the whole, um, like, playlists for musicals. Oh, my goodness. Good stuff. Three words. Jesus Christ Superstar. Hands down my favorite musical. This is my go-to Lent music. And while it's not perfect, if you know your Bible, you know it wasn't Pilate's dream. But I don't care. It points to Jesus. And if it gets anyone to open their Bibles to see how accurate it is, then score. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, not a proclaimed Christian, and yet somehow they took that music and they had to have looked at scripture to write it because much of it is accurate and the way that they put the music and score and everything to it, uh, words, everything. Oh my gosh. So, so good. My mom kind of liked Godspell better. And, you know, there's a lot of musicals out there that don't have anything to do with the Bible, but I do want to throw out Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Donny Osmond. Yeah. Another musical fave of mine. Yeah. He's not the best singer in the world, but somehow, hello, seventh grade Chrissy loved Donny Osmond, Donny and Marie. I was totally behind the eight ball from everybody else. Cause while everybody else was coming into their, um, you know, borderline adult self, I still was like grocery shopping with my parents on a Friday night and watching Donnie Marie at seven. But come on, may tomorrow be a perfect day. May you find love and laughter in every way. May God keep you in his tender arms till we he brings us together again. Good night, everybody. I know, right? Doesn't that bring a tear to your eye? Yeah. I'm just saying, can't believe I just sang that, but that's music for you, right? And I know not all musicals, not all singers are straight up biblical. In fact, look at the phenomenon that Hamilton was and is. No doubt God gifted Lin-Manuel Miranda with several gifts. Hopefully Lin won't throw away his shot and give thanks to his creator. Um, cause there's no doubt there's a song for that.
there's definitely songs about giving thanks and lots of hymns and Christian songs that do it. But the one that's coming to my mind right now is, thank you for being my friend. Um, clearly, Golden Girls, everybody knows it. Good tune, right? There's hymns, folk songs, contemporary Christian, classic. The 70s are my favorites. Every single genre of music has a song for all occasions. Songs for all emotions. Songs for just about every historical event out there. And, the, and like the song says, we sing because we're happy. We sing because we're free. Singing gives glory to God. And the God who created the sound, the notes, the melodies, the harmonies, he is the God of music and the God of the musicians. And God doesn't care if you sing well. He loves it when you're happy. And the psalm, the psalmist says it best. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. I said that at the beginning and I purposely am saying it at the end. Psalm 95. And maybe rock has a dual meaning. The rock of our salvation. I don't know if I made a very good case for Jesus in secular music. I think I made a dynamite case for how often God brings up music and musicians in the Bible and the fact that Jesus did sing. It's in there. And so for that, I just think God intends for music to be part of our lives. And any music that makes us feel good points to God. God is good all the time. And so I got to be honest, I'm laughing because as I was getting ready to do this conclusion, I taped it once, but I started singing both of my lyrics and I just don't sing good. So I should quit doing that. I've already sang what two times in this podcast and you probably are busting a gut and I hope you are because it is to be made fun of, but I should not sing the lyrics. So just come back next week because I know you work hard for your money. Get it? Like the Donna Summer song. And maybe you are just one of those people who are working nine to five. Are you following me here? Work songs. Yeah, next week we're going to talk about Jesus in secular jobs. I have one. Many of you out there have them in Jesus's present. Um, so stick with me. Come back. I'm Chrissy Baki. I'm the hippie Christian who cares, and I really do care. Mm-hmm.